things are about to get personal right now. And I know I've been saying that this season is more personal than the first, but oh boy, it's one thing to think of these topics that I want to discuss. It's another to actually open yourself up, you know, to make yourself emotionally vulnerable to an audience. I, I've come to realize that you never know who's listening to these things. And I don't know which of my truths can inspire someone or based on what I'm about to talk about, push them away. Welcome to A Feminist in Progress, the podcast that does the opposite of what RuPaul and asks you to don't call me mother. I kind of want to talk about how I met your mother for a moment. Remember that show? It ran from the mid-2000s to the early 2010s. It was, to me, what Friends was to some Gen Xers in the 90s. It was once my all-time favorite sitcoms, but admittedly, it has since aged poorly. Now, I'm not here to talk about the show per se, but one of its characters, Robin Scherbatsky girl boss TM and the perpetual object of the protagonist Ted's affection. I personally see much of myself in Robin, which is to say I'm driven more into working on my career than on having um, a romantic relationship. Though there were points in my life when I was a Ted Mosby, uh, that is, um, a hopeless romantic, and like a tangent here, um, I, I once had a student compare me to the titular mother in How I Met Your Mother. She said I, I kind of um, looked like Christine Milioti, and I'm like, uh, I don't know, I, I don't. I don't want to be dead. <laughs> Wait, no. Okay. Off the, okay, enough t- tangent on um that sitcom. Anyway, Robin uh, was famously averse to kids. And I can relate. It was a big crux of her character arc that she didn't want to be a mom. It was actually part of why she and Ted didn't work out the first time. And like Robin, I'm someone who doesn't want to have kids. I don't want to be a mom. And um, that's scary for me to admit. Even if I've always projected myself as confident and sure about this, you know, especially around other women and other feminists. 
it's scary to admit this about myself because it's one of the reasons that has made my dating life uh, a bit more challenging these days um, apart from trying to find quality men and then having to navigate through covid the reality is um not a lot of straight men out there are sure about being child-free a lot of them look for a good time if you know what i mean but they also see themselves settling down one day by getting married and having kids i've i've always been the former (laughs) never the candidate for the latter and even if i did you know let's say find a man who is sure he wants to be child free there are other factors of compatibility to take into consideration like do our do our values align are there things we each want in life that also align you know uh, apart from not wanting kids is he kind respectful and curious about being a better person is he an honest patient understanding and supportive person can he be emotionally vulnerable is he empathetic does he have a sense of humor that matches mine how good is he at flirty banter does he laugh at my jokes can he make me laugh does he give me the butterflies or do i make his heart skip a beat whenever he sees me or my name on his notifications like can he stand by me when life gets hard i mean does it suck a little bit whenever he's not around i mean does he turn me on I've had to swipe left on those uh, swipey swipe apps if a potential match declares in his profile that he quote wants kids even if the rest of his profile checks out in terms of common interests um, among other things. That's because he and I want vastly different things. He's sure he wants kids and I'm pretty much sure I don't. I say pretty much because, well, I, I'm I'm 99% sure I don't want kids. I know that I don't want to be um, a biological mother. Even if I like to become one, you know, either as a biological or an adoptive mother. Um, I don't want to raise a kid in this country and in these economic and environmental conditions it it almost feels um how do i say it unethical to bring another life into this world in this kind of messed up world and i don't want to bring a life into this world when i know i'm not ready for it when i know i have so much to work on myself um it scares me to suddenly be responsible for another human person's life if that makes sense 
And even if, let's say, I did want to have kids and let's say I had a partner and let's say I suddenly got pregnant, like I said, I'm not emotionally and financially ready for that. I do not have the financial security to take care of a child. I'm still taking care of myself, damn it. Yes, at 30. When I think of my future, yes, I do see myself with a wonderful man. I see us building our respective careers, traveling to places, maybe taking care of a fur baby, I don't know, either a cat or a dog, or maybe both would suffice. That's, that's the future I see for myself. No children. Perhaps my exception is adoption. I, I, th I think there's something a bit more ethical to doing that. A, a hot take, I know. But instead of bringing another life into this world, I think about taking care of another person uh, that's, you know, already alive, if that makes sense. Of, of course, um, this is only if I were in a situation where I am financially secure and know for sure that I can take care of this person. But the idea of being a biological mom, it's not something I looked forward to the same way I did when I was younger. You know, back when I believed in the heteronormative idea of marriage and kids i mean i'm down um i'm down for getting married i just i don't know no kids i i really i don't see it but like i said there's still a one percent chance i can change my mind the reason behind that one percent um i'm keeping it to myself for now why did i really bring up robin trebotsky and how i met your mother it's not that random see there was this subplot back in season seven if i'm not mistaken where robin had a relationship that was you know arguably going great although um she was dating her <laughs> court mandated therapist which was actually unethical on his part, but let's put a pen on that. It was going so great, actually, that, you know, Kevin, her partner, proposed to her. He wanted to marry her, y'all. Flaws and all. But Robin sits him down and tells him about her situation. Well, situations, plural. One, she you know, physically can't have children. Um, there was this earlier subplot, I think in, in the same season or the season before that, where um, it's, yeah, it's honestly one of the saddest storylines in the show where it turns out that Robin actually can't have kids. And the way she put it, that um, not wanting it, oh wait, <laughs> not wanting kids was one thing, but to have the choice be taken away from you um that that's another thing 
and yeah so yeah she had that issue and then the second thing about herself that um she talked about with kevin was that you know she actually doesn't want children because um kevin was insistent on like oh there are other options like you know we can always adopt and then robin was like no it's not just that i can't have children i don't want children you know earlier than that kevin was insistent on um making sure that um, robin knows that he loves her enough to marry her he kept repeating like will you marry me even if robin was laying out all these things about her and when she did make it clear that um and gosh this is the part of the storyline that gets me in the feels every damn time like where the fuck is my whiskey i wish i had whiskey with me right now just because i can um i can really feel the feels from this um so robin tells kevin if we get married you will never have children are you really okay with that and turns out um he wasn't you know um he loved robin but not enough to have a child-free marriage with her and um i know that this is just um a plot line from a sitcom um a show that hasn't aged well i repeat but there's something about it that helps me um anticipate for a potential for um um a potential future uh, in my conversations with my friend elaine um the friend who's been the most supportive when i admitted that um i'm ready to start dating again after what i went through in 2019 i've told her that um if i don't um, find a partner who's okay with not having kids then um, i can accept um, being that perpetually single woman for the rest of her life and um, it's also kind of why oh gosh i'm literally crying right now um wait i gotta pause it's also kind of why i'm cautious with dating like you know um what if i met someone i liked like you know like really liked and it turns out they eventually want to have kids someday you know they might not want it right now but you know what if they change their mind and i i can't ask them to go against what they want for themselves nor can i let them go against what i want or um in this case what i don't want imagine building a life with someone having something great with someone and then eventually having to let them go because you can't give them what they want or what they need when women like me talk about wanting to be child free we often get a lot of pushback we get questions like are you sure what if you change your mind or who's going to take care of you when you get older 
Oh, I'm sorry. We don't ask women who do want kids if they're sure or what if they changed their mind, right? And can we cut it out with this idea that kids are some kind of investment, some insurance clause that will, quote, take care of us in the future? How about creating a community that cared more for its elders? How about that? I am not here to defend my life choice. It's a personal choice influenced by economic and environmental realities, um, among other things. Among other things, yeah. There are other reasons, just not the ones um, I feel like talking about in this platform. I don't know what the future looks like for me. I am not the watcher after all. And yes, that's an MCU reference, my nerd babies. I don't see myself being a mom. But I don't know if I'll ever find a man who can be my life partner and stand by me through all that. And if I have to be that independent woman by choice, then so be it, I suppose. Thanks for joining me in this rather personal, um, a bit raw episode of A Feminist in Progress. As always, you can support the show by giving a donation via paypal.me slash feministinprogress or the GCash details in the description. Let's please normalize giving our sad friends money via GCash. Do you have a story you want to share on an episode of the podcast? Well, you can send me an email to feministinprogresspod at gmail.com. You can follow me on Instagram at Feminist in Progress Pod. And remember, when it comes to our relationship with ourselves and others who desire us for who we are, it's about progress, not perfection.